Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Okay, I, I, I had no idea that Neil Diamond did a pot song. Never have I heard that song before, but credit to Brian Alzheimer for digging that one up because that's what our next story is about. Dr. James A. Schwartz is a professor and interim associate dean for research at the University of Illinois at Chicago Jane Addams College of Social Work. The research they did was to determine the impact of cannabis on our state since it became legal. Thank you for joining us, doctor. One of the things that people were most concerned about was that minors would be imbibing. They would be smoking pot at an amazing rate that we've never seen before. That didn't happen, did it? No, that that, that didn't happen at all. We haven't seen any effect. Uh, We looked at 12 to 17-year-olds, and we haven't seen an appreciable increase uh, since the legislation went into effect in January 2020. That's probably one of the, the, the very good findings that we've had so far. What was one of the more troubling things you discovered through this research? Well, the, the one, we, we provide these data to the Illinois Adult Use Cannabis Health Advisory Committee, for, and they review it and then advise the governor's office. And excuse me for my voice. Um, and uh, right away, everyone focused in on pediatric poisonings. Uh, children under five years old, uh, there was a large increase in the number of children of that age showing up to emergency departments uh, with cannabis poisoning. And the the reason is is they're getting into their parents' gummies, uh, parents or guardians or, or older siblings. Um, and so, and so the cannabis is pretty much like candy. It looks like candy, tastes like candy, and to, to a small child, um, they're eating candy, but but with bad effects. It's the the absolute number isn't high, but the increase was pretty dramatic. Um, yeah. So there's there's concern about that. And in last last week, there was a story from the West Coast where a dog ate gummies. Yeah. The owner actually yeah. gave the dog gummies, and the dog lost its mind and attacked <laughs> the owner and almost killed the owner. A dog that oh, had never demonstrated any kind of crazy behavior. So if kids eat a gummy. They're probably going to eat more than one if they find them, and the impact has got to be pretty dramatic on a little body compared to an adult. Oh, absolutely. It is pretty dramatic. And and um, fortunately, there, there's not – I don't recall if there were any fatalities. I don't think there were. So they're able to be treated once they get to the emergency department, but it's a pretty scary time. And And I do think you're right. I think they do – uh, they don't just have one little piece. That, you know, they open the jar, the bag, or whatever, and they probably eat most, if not all of them, as if it were a bag of candy. Right, because so. they know no better. Um, so right. what about the rate of fatal crashes with drivers who tested positive for marijuana? Was there an increase in that? Yeah, we are seeing an uptick in the increase of traffic fatalities where cannabis was present. Now, I, 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 I want to say that there's a... Not a caveat, but th- but there is there is an issue here that um, for these types of fatalities, people generally have cannabis and something else. So um, they are showing up. Yes, more more fatalities are tested positive for cannabis, but typically they have other drugs in their system. But it is still a concerning 
a concerning trend in the state, something that we have to continue to monitor. So if, uh, if a driver causes a, a crash, a fatality, and they also have alcohol in their system or any kind of pharmaceuticals and cannabis, mm-hmm. it still lists mm-hmm. as one of those drives, uh, one of those drivers being um, can- cannabis positive. So that impacts your research. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Interesting. Um, and I know part of the research, too, was on preterm births. What did you find out about yeah. that? Well, we're finding that the rate of preterm births is increasing, and um, it's associated with cannabis use. We've also found that um, this was a little surprising to us, but that um, pregnant and perinatal women, uh, the, the rate of cannabis use among them has increased since the law went into effect. And uh, so, so a higher proportion of pregnant women or women who have just get recently given birth and, and might be breastfeeding are, are using cannabis, and, and the thinking is that as a result of that cannabis use, it's increasing the, the number of preterm, premature births. Hmm. Interesting, um, because I think those same women probably wouldn't use alcohol. I'm just guessing, but is there a law against pregnant women using cannabis? No, no, I don't think so. No, it's, there is no law that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, that restricts it. The thinking is that perhaps, um, and this is this is speculative. We don't have a good we don't have good information yet on why we're developing our own survey this coming year to to try and and get more understanding of this issue. But we think women might have been encouraged to not use opioids for treating pain, mm-hmm. and and maybe switched over to using cannabis as what they thought might be a safer alternative to opioids. We don't know that that's the case, but we think that could be. And so we want to do some investigation if they've been advised by healthcare providers or if, you know, their friends or someone else has said, don't, you know, don't take an opioid, don't take hydrocodone or Vicodin um, for, your, for whatever pain you might be experiencing or nausea uh, during your pregnancy. Cannabis is safer. And, and we think that might be what's happening, but we don't know for sure yet. We're talking about a research project done, and the research effort was headed by the man you're hearing on the radio right now, Dr. James Schwartz, professor at University of Illinois. Did you determine who is using cannabis the most? 18 to 25-year-olds, hands down. <laughs> it's, it, they, they lead in every, in every category. If you're talking about just age group, um, if you look at, if you, if you further drill down into what we call special populations, uh, the people most likely to be using cannabis at higher rates are um, people with serious mental illnesses such as schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or major depression, um, people who, who self-identify as uh, sexual, uh, sexual minorities. And we know that, that men, compared with women, use cannabis more often and more frequently when they do use it. So those are the groups that come to mind just off the top of my head. And was research funded by the state of Illinois or the commission that you talked about? Yeah, research. We received our funding from the Department of Human Services, the Division of Substance Use Prevention and Recovery. So we have an intergovernmental agreement with DHS slash super uh, to conduct this research and report back to the advisory committee. And is it published somewhere where people can read it? 
Absolutely. Thank you for asking that. Um, it's on our website. It's uh, The website is IllinoisCannabisProject.com. Illinois Cannabis Project is one word. And on the very first page, there's annual a link to the annual reports, and you can see we've done three of them so far. Um, they're downloadable as PDF files. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Appreciate talking with you. Dr. James Schwartz, Professor and Interim Associate Dean for Research at the University of Illinois. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.